What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Nurse Ree, and you're tuning in to Forensic Nurse Files. This is an informative but fun true crime podcast that follows the careers of three forensic nurse examiners. We just want to note that this podcast uses foul language, some sarcasm, and contains descriptions of adult themes and violence that some people may find disturbing. So if you need support, please check the show notes or visit our website. Hey guys, it's Nurse Ree. Welcome back to another episode of Forensic Nurse Files. I'm excited about today's episode. I got my nurse, Bay Kristen, with me. <laughs> We've trauma bonded over the years. We've worked together enough, but not enough. Yes, definitely not enough time together, but the trauma bond is so real. I'm so glad you're my work wife. We swear it. <laughs> Oh, makes life so much better. So today we're going to talk about some toxic relationships. And Chris mm. is going to give you guys a little deep dive into some shit she's been through. Yes. So this is part of Nursery and my trauma bond. Nursery and I met back in 2018. And it was around kind of the peak of my toxic relationship that I was in at the time. And so I feel like we were both really going through our own separate things in our relationships at the time. And I feel like that was something that we really connected on and were able to talk to each other about and just bond over and then also just, you know, stresses of work and all the things. So I think Mm -hmm. that's why our bond is so special because I think we both survived all of this chaos that was going on very separately in our lives. But we survived it together and thank god for you to lean on after all same a lot of tequila later oh so many tequilas later little mexico trip in there too later definitely helped yeah (laughs) so true so um so i'm Kristen. i am a pediatric icu nurse i have been a nurse for going on nine years now. So that's crazy. Um, Dude, where does the time go? It's really wild. So I'm going to tell you about my relationship that I had back in 2016 and how it all kind of translated into a little bit of how life is now. So, So when I was about 25, I was living in North Carolina. And it was 2016 around like Christmas time or so. And as you do in North Carolina, when you're single, you go on Tinder. Because Tinder was more it was like hinge and coffee meets bagel and like all those things like were not such a thing yet. Yeah, Tinder was like the way to go back then. Yeah, and like you had a little Bumble was like starting to introduce itself a little bit, but it was not like Tinder was the thing. So mm-hmm. I had, um, I was actually with some friends. We had a little house party. It was a small get together at one of my girlfriend's houses, and there was a couple of us that were singles. We were all swiping on Tinder and like just hanging out and some of our friends that were in relationships were like, oh, let me swipe for you, you know, as you do, because they're like, I don't get to, but I'll find someone for you. 
no. live vicariously through you for a little bit. You have to. And I mean, at that point, I'm like, just don't pick any weirdos, okay? Like, mm-hmm. try not to pick anybody too crazy. Yes. So at this point, I had seen a profile and he looked pretty cute, but I was definitely a little bit hesitant because I was like, ah, oh, military man, I have a history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have an unfortunate history. All my previous boyfriends, which is all two of them before him, were military relationships, and they were challenging in their own ways, and they were a little bit of a mess in their own ways, and I realized the like military lifestyle wasn't really what I had wanted at that point in time, so I was like, guys, no military, like, we're, no, no, like, no thanks, like, he's very cute, but like, mm, no. Well, we ended up matching, and his name is Adam. So Adam and I ended up matching on um, Tinder and I was very hesitant and I was like, well, just chat and like, whatever, it's not going to go anywhere. So (laughs) we would chat from time to time and he was very insistent on wanting to get together um, and where he was living was about an hour away from where I was living in North Carolina. So he was living on the military base. And so I kind of reluctantly agreed to go on a date with him. We were talking for a little while in like December of 2016. So we were kind of just starting to get to know each other. And I am—I don't put a label on the relationship until I'm like really sure of it. So it was still kind of like hush hush between like him and I, like I wasn't really telling my friends much because I was like, "Eh, I don't know, we'll see. So um, we ended up going on our first date in January. And I actually think our first date was like January 14th of 2017. So he came from a family of – he had a sister and him and then his parents were divorced and they lived out in California. And, you know, normal middle class upbringing, like nothing – nothing too crazy. So we kind of bonded on that because I have an older brother and then my parents are still together, but we're just a family of four. And so, you know, siblings and things like that. And he was a medic in the military. And so I felt like with nursing and medicine, you know, a medic in the military, we had a lot in common in that way. So we actually went ice skating for our first date and it was fun. It was so cute. It was really like kind of awkward at first. You know, you're like trying not to like look like an idiot on ice skates. We went to this outdoor skating rink in downtown Raleigh and it was absolutely beautiful. It was like at night and you see all the city lights and it was just really like sweet. And he had come up with this idea all by himself. And I was like, um, oh, he planned a date? Wow. Mm-hmm. And it was really cute. And I was like, oh, no, he's cute. And like this whole idea was cute. And he thought this whole thing up. And I was like, oh, man, this this might be bad news for me. So <laughs> we ended up continuing to hang out. He, because he was in the military actively, he was at work during the week. And so every weekend that I had off from work, we would spend time together. I'd go down and visit. And so things started getting a little bit more serious as the months went on. So by like April, we were officially dating. And actually, my parents had come down to North Carolina to come and visit me and they met him for the first time. And I was so nervous, but they loved him. And it was like such a good feeling because I was like, oh, like my last boyfriend that I had, he was a dud. He wasn't great. Like, yeah. So Mm -hmm. 
I was really excited that he they really liked him because this whole time in our relationship, he's like so sweet and he's very thoughtful and like we always he would always plan like cute dates for us to do. One night we did, we were going to go to a drive-in movie and it rained. So so we ended up doing like an indoor like tent date. Like I set up like a little fort in my house and we had like date night, watched movies and like he was just really easy to talk to and really funny and silly and goofy and like just a lot of the qualities that I had always, you know, was always drawn towards. Very kind, sweet person. So Everything in our relationship had been going really, really well for a good while. He ended up getting out of the military in October of 2017. So in October of 2017, I was living with some roommates and my lease was about to be up. And the girls, the two other girls that I was living with still wanted to live there. And with Adam getting out of the military... He was trying to figure out what he wanted to do, and I, he kind of still wanted to hang out in North Carolina, but he wasn't sure for how long. And I was like, well, you know, you need a place to stay, and my roommates are driving me crazy, so, like, why don't we just move in together? So mm-hmm. we ended up getting our first apartment together, and everything was good. Like, he was taking some time off from military life, so he wasn't working. He was kind of just kicking back and relaxing. He wanted his goal was to go back to school. So I was definitely very supportive of that. Like I wanted him to make sure that he could get in a good headspace and take a break because you've been working for so many years in this really structured environment, like early mornings, late nights, all the things. So so for a while he was, you know, he was at home when I went to work and he was at home when I came home from work. And that was kind of He'd play some video games and hang out and stuff. And it didn't it didn't bother me. Like I kind of wanted that for him to like have some time to rest and then reset before, you know, thinking about school and stuff. So he had decided the following year that he wanted to go back to school, like officially. And he wanted to move back to California to be a little bit closer with his family. He was starting to feel a little bit like homesick and he was like, I've been away from my family for like five years because of the military and I feel like I kind of just want to be closer to them for a little while and like maybe I can do school back in San Diego and, you know, that type of thing. And me being like so supportive, (laughs) I was like, yeah, like I can do travel nursing. At that point, I had been a nurse for about three years and had a lot of good experience under my belt. So I was like, I can travel nurse anywhere in the world and, you know, we can go wherever you need to go for school. I want you to, you know, follow your dreams and get your goals. So around, let's see, around August of maybe about June of 2018, we had gone to visit his family in San Diego. And his dynamic changed a little bit when we went back to San Diego. So his upbringing and everything throughout childhood was a little bit rough. His parents divorced when he was pretty young. And I there was just his dad was not really the best dad. He was never really there for them, him and his sister. And so a lot of times he felt the need to fill that role of being like man of the house. And yeah. His sister is a couple years younger than him, and so I feel like he felt really responsible for his sister. His mom was working two, three jobs full time. I mean, she was literally 
never around, just trying to keep a roof over their heads. His yeah. dad wasn't really giving any like child support or anything like that for his mom. So it was just, he felt a lot of responsibility. And so when we went back to San Diego to visit, and it was one of the first, uh, one of the first couple times that I had really met his family, his demeanor and everything while we were there was good. But once we got back to North Carolina, I remember we were driving one day and there was a weird argument in the car. And I don't remember exactly what it was about, but Something had happened that was so shortly after we'd gotten back from San Diego from that trip that something had triggered him in some sort of way that I had said. And he said something really, really nasty to me. And I was floored because we had a very open, honest, comfortable, loving, healthy relationship. I would go and spend weekends with my girlfriends and we would go out and do girls trips and we would go to other states and we would do all these things. And it was never any sort of like an issue with him. Like he always was like, go have fun with your friends. Like, and he would be included in some of these things too, but it was a very healthy way yeah. of, you know, having a relationship, it felt. So when we were in the car and he said something really nasty to me, I remember I slammed on the brakes. Like I was driving. And I hit the brakes so hard that we both flung forward and stopped dead in the tracks in the middle of the road. There wasn't any cars coming or anything. But I just stopped and I looked at him. And I was like, did did you just say that to me? Like, what the fuck you just said to me? Yeah. And I'm like, what? You, you like, I'm sorry. Like, what just happened? And yeah. we got into an argument and essentially I ended up telling him to get out of the car and walk home because we were close to the apartment. And I was like, if yeah. you're going to sit here and think that it's okay to talk to me this way, you're going to have to get out because I need yeah. like a minute. Mm. So that was our first weird little spat of toxicity in our relationship. And then months had gone by and nothing else had happened of it. So I was like, this is, that was really weird. It's kind of a one-off. I brushed it off. I yeah. kind of blocked it out. So school for um, 2018 was getting ready to come into full swing. He had enrolled in community college in San Diego and classes started in August. So I had a couple more months of my commitment for my um, staff job that I had to fulfill before being able to leave. Um, so I told him, start school in August. I'll meet you out in October. We'll, I'll start looking at apartments and stuff. In North Carolina, like, I'll start doing all the heavy lifting. I'm just going to need you to go to, like, go look at some apartments and FaceTime me so we can kind of decide some stuff. But we'll try to narrow it down so you only have to look at a couple. And um, I was going to get a new car in California because my car in North Carolina was, like, not really worth the effort of, like, shipping or driving all the way over there. So yeah. I had told him, you know, I was like, also, I'm going to car shop and I'll find dealerships and things. So if you don't mind, like one day, once I get this all figured out, I'll need you to just do a test drive, make sure it looks okay, you know, just do a couple things. It's not a big ask, I don't think, if we're right. planning on relocating our whole entire lives to the West Coast. And especially if I'm doing a lot of this, like for you. So when school was getting ready to happen to start in August, we had flown out to San Diego together and I had taken mm -hmm. some time off of work because I wanted to make sure that he was like all squared away. Yeah. So we ended up staying at his mom's house for uh, about 
two weeks while I was out there. And then he was going to keep staying at his mom's house until um, we were able to find an apartment a little closer to October. So around the time of getting stuff done for uh, community college, he had not realized that he had it like to test in to like English 101 and like math because it had been so many years since high school, which I didn't think about. I went to college straight out of high school, so I didn't really think much of it. And so he, I went with him to the community college. He did his test and he like failed miserably because he didn't know that there was like study guides. So after he didn't do well on that, he was real, real upset. And he, his whole demeanor and his whole mood from that point was just so different. And I felt like him staying at his mom's house, we didn't, she didn't have an extra room for him. So he was basically living in the living room for a couple weeks, which can be hard when there's other people that live in the house and there's all of these other things that are going on. And sometimes you just want your own privacy and your own space and you kind of don't get to have that. And so also I figured like the stress of school was starting to kind of sink in. Like I think he was putting a lot of pressure on himself. He was definitely a perfectionist. He worked very, very hard to be very good at everything that he did. So he was a really good soldier in the military. He was a really, really good medic. He had awards and all these things for like all of his hard work. And so he strived to be perfect. Um, So I kind of just figured it was just him putting like a lot of pressure on himself. And I was like, you know what? We'll do some. I'll do something nice for you. Like, let's do something really fun together. So it was around his birthday in August, and I decided to book a hotel spa day where we go to downtown San Diego. We'll go do a couple's massage. We'll relax. We'll spend the night in a hotel away from all the chaos of the house. It'll just be him and I time, which we're much more used to it just being the two of us. And, you know, I'm like, well, have just some nice time to like catch up and bond and relax and just recenter him into this like his normal state. So the day of the, you know, our massages and stuff, we were up about 45 minutes to an hour outside of downtown San Diego. And one thing I forgot to mention is the obsession that Adam had with working out. This man, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, was like his idol, like literally obsessed. Like he, Ugh. like he bodybuilding, like that. Like he was trying to get into it. Um, he wasn't into it so much when we started dating, but once the time off away from once he got out of the military and had some extra time, the gym was like his thing. Like, and he's always enjoyed exercising and being healthy, but like it kicked it up a notch. This guy would go to the gym three hours a day. And I'm like, it's way too much for me. I'll go Mm -hmm. like run on the treadmill. (laughs) And by run, I mean like walk on the treadmill (laughs) for like a half an hour. And I'm like, good. Like we, you know, like, so. Was he like weightlifting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There Mm. was all of the materials, like the back belt, the back support belt and like, the wrist straps and the, you know, this and the that. And you always had to wear your converse to the gym when you're going to be doing legs. This is a flatter platform. I mean, 
it's just all of this, you know, and I'm like, that's fine. Like if that's what is interesting to you. And he was thinking about getting, um, going back to school for physical therapy. And I was like, this is a great way to integrate what you really enjoy, which is exercise and like bodybuilding type of physique and bringing it into like the real world and being able to like make money. And Mm -hmm. so, um, he, I told him some of our arguments and stuff would come back to the gym just because I'd be like, listen, like we have something going on at this time. I need you to be home and like ready to go so that we're not late. (laughs) Like we can, you have to figure out what time in the day to go or we can't go for three hours at the gym today. Like you're going to have to only be able to go for two. And at times that was okay. And other times it was something that he just, it was something that he didn't like. And he's like, this is my time. This is what I enjoy. And I'm like, I get it. But when you're impeding on our plans that we already established well in advance for you to be able to plan around this, like that's yeah more of like your problem. And now it's becoming my problem too. I mean, and there's 24 hours in a day. So yeah, like just, just don't exercise like three hours before we're going to go have like dinner with your family. Yeah. (laughs) We have reservations. (laughs) They will cancel it. <laughs> right. So I had told him, you know, we picked the date and the time for our, our massage day. And I said, are you sure? Like, I want to make sure that you are, if you're going to go to the gym before this, you have to wake up early and go because we need to leave the house no later than like 12 for our spa appointment at like one, because we were so far away from downtown where the spa, where the uh, massages were. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you okay with that? Can we do that? Is that okay? Yes, 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 yes. Everything, I'll make sure. So he tells me he's going to wake up early to go to the gym. He's So um, he goes to the gym in the morning. He left a little bit later than I thought he was going to, but I, again, not being his mother – is not, I'm not going to be breathing down his neck. If he wants to sleep in and not go to the gym for as long, that's his decision. All I know is that we're leaving at noon to go to this place. Mm-hmm. So he ends up leaving for the gym a little bit late. And it's like, I don't know, like 1130 or so. And I text him and I'm like, hey, you know, just checking in. I just wanted to remind you that you need to be home showered and ready to go by noon. And I don't see any like clothes or anything packed. Like, do you have anything that you want me to throw in a bag for you? Or are you already on your way home? And he was like, no, like I'm still at the gym. I still have two more hours to go, this and that. And I was like, well, you can't do two more hours because you left late. I, we can't, this is like non-refundable. We can't change the appointment time. You agreed that this was going to be a time that was going to work for us. And so he got so like seeing red. It was so wild. On the phone, he started yelling at me and was like, well, this is important to me going to the gym and you understand how important this is. And it's not my fault if I like, you know, didn't don't get home in time for this. So if you want to go so bad, just fucking go yourself. And I was like, um, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Like, where did this come from? Like, why are you so angry at me? I'm trying to do something nice for you. 
And like for us, like I'm trying to give us a little bit of privacy, a little bit of time alone, a little bit of like normalcy from what we've been used to for months and months. And now this, like, so I responded by telling him like, it's not my fault that you overslept. I told you what I needed from you. So I don't know what you want me to do, but I'll pack your bag. So I'm packing his bag. I'm packing my bag for just an overnight for at the hotel. And so it's getting a little bit later. It's getting a little bit later. He's still not coming. It's like noon and he's still Mm -hmm. not home. And so Mm -hmm. now I'm really upset because I'm like, what is happening? So I text him again. I'm like, Hey, are you almost home? And he was like, fuck that. I'm not going. I told you that you just need to just go without me. And I was like, who goes to a couple's massage alone? I paid for two of us to go. Like what? That's no. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, he's obviously having a bad day for some reason Mm -hmm. and like really Mm -hmm. taking it out on me, which I don't appreciate. And that's not something that usually would happen. So Mm -hmm. now I'm sitting at his mom's house (laughs) with some of his family at home And I'm, like, fighting tears, like, reading these text messages where he's just telling me to go by myself and to cancel the whole thing, that he doesn't care, and he never wanted to go in the first place, and all this stuff, and it's really hurting my feelings, because I'm, like, I'm trying to do something nice for you. So he rolls in the door around, like, 12.15, and he is, like, just enraged still. 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 So I look at him and I'm like, just jump in the shower really quick, rinse off. I packed your bag. Let's go. Mm Because at this point, I don't know what else to do. And I'm like, I'll be damned if I spent all this money and don't get to at least enjoy it. And also, I didn't have like a car with me because I was staying with him and his family. So he had his car. So I was like, come on, like, let's go. So the whole drive to San Diego, we got there a little bit late, but it ended up being okay. The whole drive down to San Diego, we didn't speak. And oh, my God. I was like, what? So in my mind, I'm like, what is going on? Like, who yeah. are we dating? Who is this person? Like, what did I just, like, agree to do? Like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. And, again, I'm trying to figure out, like, it must be all the stress from school. It must be all the stress of being back home and living with your parents again. It must be the stress of not having your own space. Like, it must just be a bad day. Like, he's upset that he didn't do well on his entrance exam. Exactly. Like, yeah. there's things, right? Like, there's all these other reasons about why he could just be in a bad mood today. Right. So, you know, I'm like, I'm going to try to just brush it off, let it go. We're going to have some fun. We'll get our massages. So we had our massages. It was a nice afternoon. You know, I was like, look, like, this is going to be our lives soon together. Like, I want you to be excited about this, you know? And, like, I know you're going through a lot. And I know that this is really tough. And, like, I'm here. And, you know, like, I love you. And you love me. And we're, you know, like, this is, it's going to be okay. Like, but don't do that again, please. Like, (laughs) it's just a little Yeah. So we talked it out and things ended up being okay. And, you know, it was still kind of tense for like a couple more days afterwards. He still was just really heightened in that stress. So I went back home to North Carolina, went back to work for a couple more weeks. We had about eight weeks um, 
apart until my, uh, until it was time to move. So I was thinking because, you know, when we would talk on the phone, I'd be like, how was school? How was class? He'd be like, oh, it was okay. But like, I can't get anything done at the house and everyone's too noisy and this and that. And I'm like, go to the library, you know, like trying to just help problem solve. Cause yeah, as nurses and you know me, I miss fix it. Yeah. <laughs> all the problems. Like I will give you all of the opportunities and all of the like yep. everything on a silver platter. I will literally hand it to you as best as I can to be able to enable you to do something that is good for you. It's a blessing and a curse. Ugh. Curse go um. around. <laughs> True. So, you know, I'm like, I understand, like, when I was in college, it was hard and getting back in the swing and, you know, it's hard being the oldest kid in the room and it's Mm -hmm. hard being back with your parents. So I was like, you know what? I was like, here, let's get looking at apartments. I was like, it's September. You know, at this point, it was like September. And I was like, if we get an apartment that you can move into by mid-September, then that's fine. Like, I'll pay for my half or whatever. We'll pay. Mm-hmm. The sooner you can get out of your parents' house, probably the better because I feel right. like it's just you're going so stir crazy and I feel like it's like a – you feel like it's a regression in your life. Like you're regressing by going back and like living with your parents and, you know. And that's a hard thing to do as an adult to go back and live with your parents. Oh, my God. I would not. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. I couldn't do it. But and then on top, Adam's coming out of the military and having to reintegrate into civilian life. So like, which, that's hard. Yeah, which is definitely hard. And I'm really grateful that he had the amount of time, like, kind of in North Carolina at home with me, that he wasn't really needing to do much. Like, I'm glad that he didn't jump straight from military life into, like, hardcore civilian, like, work life. Because it's a different dynamic. And I know it sounds really silly that I said that, but it it truly is for like active military members. They will tell you that getting out of the military is one of the weirdest, like kind of most challenging times because you go from this really strict regimented schedule. People are basically telling you what to do, where to go, when to eat, when to sleep, how long you get to sleep for, when to shower, when to go to the bathroom, when to, you know, it, you're, you're literally being told all the time by other people, you're not really making those decisions on your own as much as you think. Mm-hmm. And so going into civilian world, you have all this freedom back to do whatever you want. And sometimes having all of that freedom back is like a little shell shocking for them. Yeah, it's damn near like you just came out of prison. Like, not like the military's prison, but it's like that, that's, yeah. you don't have that control to right. having all the control. Yeah. And a part of me wonders if, like, if when Adam had gotten out, if we had kept with, like, a more structured schedule, if that would have, you know, helped him along the way. Like, I do wonder from time to time if we had kept a better regiment or if he went through like a little like depressive phase maybe at a point when you know he's just sitting at home playing video games and like hanging out you know sometimes it's nice to be able to relax but you kind of get in a little bit of a rut right like oh yeah I wonder if some of that might have been kind of happening in the background but just didn't really recognize it quite then but I you know was telling him once we get our own apartment I think things will be better right you'll have our own space you'll get to do whatever you want So 
while I'm at work on my days off, I'm apartment hunting left, right, and center. So I'm sending him some ideas left and right, and he's liking them, but he's like, I'm really busy with school, this, that. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, there's no pressure. I just want to send you this list of like five places, narrow it down to like your favorite, like two or three. Yeah. And then let me know when you want to go look at them. Then that way we can FaceTime together. And then that way I get to kind of see it too. Cause I want to be a part of picking where we live. So it was, um, it was September at some point when he started looking at some of these apartments. And so he had gone to go see one, but he didn't tell me. And he was like, Oh yeah, by the way, I saw, you know, this one and it was all right, but I didn't like it. And I was like, well, why didn't you FaceTime me? Yeah. And he was like, well, because I've been so busy. And I'm like, but it was just it was just a FaceTime. So, like, I kind of really wanted to be involved in this. Like, it's for both of us. You know, I know that I picked these places off the internet, but, like, I don't actually know what they look like in real life. So right. this is, like, a joint effort. Like, I want you to be happy with it, and I want to be happy with it, you know. Yeah. So it turned into this, like, huge fight all of a sudden. Which was really bizarre because, again, I'm like, why are you fighting me on this? Like, well, I could care less where we live and you want all of these things. I wanted my housing requirement list was in-unit washer and dryer, places to park, air conditioning, and, like, a dishwasher and, like, a full fridge. Okay. That was, like, you know, like a pretty basic you know, a part mm-hmm. something nice, something clean, you know, yeah. like, yeah. I didn't want it to like smell weird. You know, I feel like it's a pretty standard ask of like a requirement to ask for these expensive apartments. Sure. So he was telling me like, well, you're the one who's being so picky. And the other one was trash. And I don't know why you sent me that one. And now I wasted all this time going there. And I never should have gone there because that place was horrible. And I was like, well, why did you pick to go to that one I don't know like I don't know these areas I'm Mm -hmm. in North Carolina doing all this stuff satellite and I'm trying my best but you're the one who grew up here you're the one that knows these areas you're the one that I kind of you're the one whose family is out there that can come and help you Mm -hmm. with this stuff like I kind of figured that I was being helpful because otherwise we were never going to find a place to live so from time to time, we would have some, there would be like arguments about, you know, the apartment hunt and how he didn't have time and it's cutting into his gym time, him having to go look at all these apartments. And I'm like, I don't think that gym should come before our living arrangement. Like, Or like just move your gym time. <laughs> there's like so many other times you can go, well, I'm busy with class and I've been in class all day. And not for nothing, but I made this boy's schedule for his classes for school. I literally sat down and planned out his whole day for him. Oh and my I God. sat down and I said, do you want this schedule or this schedule? Because these are your classes yeah. you have to take. And these are your class times. So you can have this or this. So you were like kind of mom, but not really mom. Mm, I was more mom more often than I would like to admit. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, not for nothing. I do like making a nice schedule and I like having an organized like spreadsheet of like being hey, a I see nurse. <laughs> oh, me no I see you never never no such thing yeah and then I 
it's helpful when it rolls over to real life in that way. But other times it's really annoying. <laughs> Come on. So I thought I was being helpful. So I knew what his whole schedule was. And I was like, you have one class on Wednesdays. You have all day Wednesday. Go after mm-hmm. school. You're already up and about. Go after school. Go check these places out real quick. Nobody is going to be there. You're going to beat all the traffic. And then mm-hmm. go to the gym like later. Go home, do your homework, do gym, you know, go to bed. Yeah. It's like one day, you yeah. know, out of your time. And like also whatever place you want to pick, I'm giving you options. So right. it was really off-putting some of these arguments that we're starting to have about things that were really important, like finding housing. And I was kind of confused by it still, but I was still kind of writing it off as the environment. So again, kind of keeping an eye on the behavior, but kind of still excusing it and allowing it. So that was a little bit bad on my part. I also had him go to the car dealership. So I found a car dealership and I found a car fresh off the lot that I wanted that I had already test driven and everything in North Carolina. It was just a car dealership in California. So I told him, I was like, I know what I want. I looked it up. This is how much it costs. This is a dealership. This is a salesman that I've been working with online. All I want you to do is go take a first test drive and make sure that it feels like it drives well, you know, make sure it looks okay. And that's all I need. I just need like at 20 minutes of your time. And this place was like 15 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes away from community college. So I'm like, swing by on your way from class on Wednesday since I know that you have a short day on Wednesday, because I made Wednesday that for you. Day. You're welcome. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's probably like, never let her make a schedule ever again. We'll never forget it. <laughs> I told him, but I was like, let me know what time you're planning on being there because the salesman wants to know so that he can arrange his schedule. And he, Adam, ends up, I don't have time for this bullshit. Like, I'm busy. I have things going on. I have my own schedule and I have my own things to do. And the car is brand fucking new. So why do you need to make sure that it's okay? It has like 10 miles on it. So I am waiting and waiting and waiting on Wednesday to hear from him because I'm expecting a text saying like, hey, I'm on my way over there or something along the lines of that. I get a phone call and It's from Adam, and it sounds like he is basically, like, foaming at the mouth angry. And I'm like, what is going on? Fuck you. I'm never fucking doing this ever fucking again. That guy, that sales guy that you made me go fucking meet is a fucking idiot. He's a fucking douchebag. Fuck him and fuck that place, and you're not buying a fucking car from there. What the hell happens? Like, what just happened? Exactly. So I like pick up the phone. I'm like, hey, babe, how you doing? Like, like, in that. Ugh. So I exactly what you said. I'm like, what just happened? And yeah. he was like, well, I fucking went in there and they weren't ready and they didn't have the car and they made me wait and my time is precious and they work for me. They don't, they work on my schedule. And I was like, did you tell them that they were, that you were coming? And he was like, no, but they should have had everything ready. And I was okay. like, that's not the way. You you literally did none of the things that I had asked you to do. Yeah. I asked yeah. you to let me know or to reach out to them directly. And they asked to know when you were coming so that they could prepare for you to come. 
so that the salesman could have free time. So he's not working with another client so that the car would be on the lot so -hmm. that you didn't have to wait. It was supposed to be a quick like 30 minute thing. Like, why didn't you just let them know beforehand in the morning what time you were planning on being there? And he's like, because they're supposed to have their fucking shit together. And you already told them that I was coming. And I said, yeah, I told them you were coming on Wednesday, but not a time because you didn't tell me a time. This is like part of communication that we need. Like, I don't understand. So he was like, well, fuck them. The car is fucking fine. It only has 10 miles on it. I don't even know why you made me drive it. Anyway, it's like fresh off the lot. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. But like, uh, you're not buying a fucking car from them. And I was like, oh, so it's your money now? You're telling me how to spend my money. And, and all is, of a sudden, we're ready to make decisions. Okay. Right. So, and he's like, well, now I have to fucking go to the gym and I have homework and I'm late. Da, da, da. So all of a sudden, I'm sitting there just trying to process what just happened in my mind. And then I get a phone call from the dealership. Mm-hmm. And it's the salesman. And the salesman Ooh. goes, oh, my God, this poor man. Oh. He, the first thing he says is, so your boyfriend came in today to come and see the car and he goes, he didn't give me any notice like I had asked of, from you guys. And I said, I'm, I'm so sorry. I said, I really don't know why he didn't let you know. I asked him to let you know. I don't. I I really have no reason or explanation as to why he didn't like, and we had been corresponding via email. So he knew that I was in North Carolina and that was why I was sending Adam in to go do all these things uh, because I physically couldn't do it myself. And um, so he goes, I just have to be honest with you. I don't need this sale. I don't need your money. That? Mm Mm-hmm. He goes, I don't need your money bad enough. I don't need your sale bad enough to have to deal with that. What the fuck was he doing up there acting a damn fool? Yes. <laughs> acting a damn fool. So here I am, literally mouth dropped open on the other side of the phone. And I just burst into tears because I am mortified. I'm so embarrassed. I'm confused. I am shocked. I am literally like having all of these like thoughts of like, what the actual fuck am I doing with my life right now? Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Am I making a bad choice? Like, what is happening? Because I'm moving in like a week and a half. I already quit my job. Like I have, you know, I think I had like six, five, six shifts left before Mm. I was done forever. And So I said to the salesman, he heard me start crying because then I'm like actively sobbing on the other end of the phone. I just don't even know what to do. And I just keep saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't understand. He's never been like this before. I don't, uh, what happened? Can you tell me what happened? And the car salesman said, well, he came ripping through the doors As soon as he got here, he was screaming at the receptionist about how he had to talk to me. I was with another client and I wasn't expecting him because he didn't tell me that he was coming, nor did you. And I said, again, I didn't know what time he was coming. I told him to communicate that with you and I'm really sorry. And um, 
And he goes, he stormed back in front of the client that I was with and started telling him, like telling me that he was there to test drive the car and he didn't have time and that I worked for him. He said that to them? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. And I was like, a flabbergasted. Like, yeah. I don't even know. Like, my brain still to this day cannot process how you can go into a place and adamantly disrespect somebody like that. You work yeah. for me. You're yeah. not even doing the sale, dude. Like, yeah. it's my car. You don't, He doesn't work for you. He doesn't do anything for you. <laughs> You're not his boss. He's not your oh, bitch. I don't. So then oh the salesman said, I, the car is not on the lot. You were supposed to call ahead of time and we were going to go get it from another lot and bring it over here to be ready for you to try it. So you're going to have to wait. And the whole time, Adam is losing his fucking mind and he's just like this is fucking ridiculous i can't fucking believe this we're not giving you any money this is so like this is bad business you work for me who do you think you are like this whole ego which again i at this point had never once gotten an inkling of from him because let me tell you that had i seen this sooner than all of my stuff being in freaking texas in a shipping container I would have yeah. been gone. They get the car. They test drive all, all of 10 minutes in the car, not even, because no. that was all he could afford time-wise. You know, Adam was busy exercising. Gotta go to the gym. Gotta go to the gym. Please don't hate me for the hating that I'm doing on the gym, because it is good to get some exercise, but three it's hours. We're nurses. Push that fucking gym like yeah. you need to exercise. Go do some jumping jacks right now while you listen to this. <laughs> No, healthy lifestyle is good. This is excessive. This is to the point of of obsessive behavior. Um, So the salesman ends up agreeing after me bawling my eyes out to continue to sell me the car. But he said, I don't want to see Adam here. I don't want him to come with you when you pick the car up. I want no interaction with this guy. We don't want him here ever again. He was that bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I said, again, I'm really sorry. I understand. If you'll still have me, I will still give you my money. (laughs) So he had said, he was like, all right. He's like, when are you going to get into town? And it was a couple, I still had a, like, you know, over a week or so before getting into town um, to go get the car. So I was like, can you hold it for that long? Is that going to be okay? Is it going to be an issue? No, it's fine. We just have to have you come in and sign some paperwork, you know, when you get here. Yeah. So meanwhile, too, I was talking to my dad after I got off the phone with the car salesman because my dad had offered to help pay for some of the car because it was just a lot of expenses all at the same time. So he was like, let me give you some money for the car and then you can just pay me back once you start working again and, you know, get better pay and all this stuff. So I had to call my dad and tell him how much um, I needed from him for the for the car for a check and who to send the check to. So my dad was going to send part of the money to the dealership um, in the mail. So mm-hmm. 
When I was talking to my dad on the phone, he recognized that I sounded off and that I sounded upset. And he was like, what's going on? And I literally couldn't contain it. Like I just started crying because it was so fresh, this whole interaction. And I was like, something's wrong. Adam's upset. Um, And I don't know what to do about this behavior, but he just kind of like went off on the people in the dealership. And I think that he's really stressed and like, I don't, I don't know what to make of it, but I'm hoping that this is short lived. And once we get into the apartment, once I get out there, things will like calm down. Yeah. And so my dad was like, okay, like, okay, like this is kind of weird. And I was like, I agree, but I don't really know what else, you know, to do right now about this. It's a, it's a one-off situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, that was, you know, the first couple times, the first couple glimpses of this type of behavior that would continue to start to spiral out of control. Um, so fast forward to my moving day, I was very excited, but also very terrified of flying across the country and moving and starting my life all over again in California with no friends and nobody out there that I knew. Yeah. Um, and then with all of the series of events that were happening literally a matter of weeks and days beforehand. So I I was just really hopeful that like once we got into the swing and once we got back to our normalcy things would settle down and it was all just like some really, really insane stress response that we would deal with at some point. Yeah. Um, unfortunately it just continued to spiral out of Mm. control. He, anything and everything was a fight. Anything and everything was an argument. Me breathing too loud was too much. And it came down to the point where it would just be, him just seeing red i mean it's like that full-fledged anger we'll have part two of Kristen's story for you next week but until then y'all stay safe